Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. The following is an episode of the Ace of Geeks podcast. The following episode contains spoilers for episodes 1 through 5 of Wednesday, page 95 of A Deadly Education by Naomi Nowick, and the England vs. France match of the World Cup. We also talk about Marvel Snap, the banality of evil within Warhammer 40k, and the ebook series The Wandering Inn. Thanks for listening, friends, and as always, welcome to the warm hug of geekdom. Jairus thought they were going to share a Sarah personal story about their personal life with us, but no, you have a date in like an hour. It's time to fucking podcast. It's true. We podcast on my schedule, which means it doesn't work because my schedule is badly formulated. Honestly, we really do podcast on your schedule. <laughs> most, most weeks we're like, yeah, we're all free, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Jairus is like, I am free from the hours of 8.15 to 8.25. <laughs> The rest of the time is dealt with either my uh, my work or my romantic life. No, no, that's not true. There's also magic. Mm-hmm. That's true, and and tabletop role playing games. I shouldn't forget mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that is also true. <laughs> okay, look, not all of us can be like you know, uh, living in the city, exploring <laughs> new things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, babe, so we are literally living in the city and exploring new things. <laughs> that is what we are doing right now. Way to exclude Rowan. I I haven't left my house in a long time except to get groceries. I'm sorry. I don't know anyone in this town, and I've It'll been living a... here for more than a year. I would say find a local game store and make friends, but uh, there is don't one, leave your but... house for reasons. Yeah. For other reasons, important yeah. pandemic-related related reasons. Yeah. The rough uh, calculus of going to a game store in either Oregon and Washington rural is just waiting to see when someone's going to pull out some white supremacist bullshit. <laughs> I wish I could say you're wrong. The truth is, I don't know, and I'm not eager to find out. Um, so... When I was working, I was working on this web series called The Party. I got brought in to do a couple of bit parts for them, which was very fun. Uh, you worked on The Party. Uh, it's not out yet, so I don't know how you know about it. But yes. Oh, I've you might be I've been hearing that thing. name talked about on Facebook, oh, but not cool. from you. Yeah, yeah, I was in it briefly, but um, we were we were filming at this amazing game store in Pasadena, um, and uh, one of the things that me and one of the other actors kept noticing was all these books that were like wargaming but it was like 
recreate the Battle of Gettysburg kind of war game. Oh, they were like, no. who wants to play that? And then as we were wrapping up filming, the store opened, and these two very, very old men, one of whom was in a military veteran jacket, came in, took over one of the tables, and proceeded to set up recreating a battle from the Revolutionary War. And I was like, oh, those people. <laughs> mm, mm. When in my hometown, as soon as I finish Oakview, building my hot tub time machine, I'm gonna go back and do this battle right. And so it doesn't last three goddamn days. Um, <laughs> we'll make it last at least a week. More can die. We will edge this battle with everything <laughs> we've got. That uh, that that kill count. Those are rookie numbers. Got to get that number. Those numbers up. The uh, Civil War is the bloodiest battle in American history because only Americans fought in it. I mean, there and were people that came who fought in, in it who say they're not Americans, but we disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> what were you we, say? And, and you know what? In the end, we were right. <laughs> we were right. It's true. <laughs> oh, we, you meant. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes, Jarris, Jarris <laughs> meant the racists. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I was I, stuck on the, didn't the French contribute to the Civil War? And I was like, no, yeah, they sold revolutionary weapons. Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, the French, the French a... won us the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but... mm-hmm. That's why almost every city has a Lafayette Street. Okay, um, speaking of the French, I think it's really kind of hilarious that the, Fra- the French team... Uh, eliminated the English team, and I was like, "It's gotta suck that to be over in England right at this time." <laughs> you just lost like, to the French. <laughs> they just lost to the French, was... and they were eliminated from the World Cup. Yeah. One of my students was like, "Miss Fatum, I'm very upset." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, what's wrong?" He's like, "England's gone." Because I had. <laughs> you were like, England's gone? What happened? Like, Did Galactus get hungry for just a snack? Africa well, came by and took everything that belonged to them with interest. It's, 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 it's kind of awkward because I have another student in that same class who's French. Oh, sure. And, and he has, like, his folder was like, uh, the rooster from Les Bleus, which is the French mm. team. And honestly, I, they were the ones who I knew of because I lived right next to France. So it's kind of like, yeah. you, you don't go against the local team, let's just say. Right, right. Like, unless you want to get mugged. Right. Um, and not just and, mean mugs, but meaner yeah. mugs. Like, where like they take actually, your wallet like, and use violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you but, for laying like, that out for us, Rowan. <laughs> yeah. It's a learning yeah. podcast. It was just, it was just really funny because I thought, like, being over here in the states, you know, World Cup, not so much, but like, apparently, it's still a thing. It's, it is. Yeah. But, the yeah. um. Yeah. I was in a British. It's pub a global phenomenon. I was in a British pub when Britain got knocked out of the World Cup, I don't know, probably 10 years ago at this point. And uh, uh, it was a weird experience because not like I'm not saying I didn't really care, like, oh, fuck sports or whatever, but I genuinely didn't really care. Uh, and I'm watching these grown men like sobbing, sobbing in parking lots. Yeah. 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 
but I mean, like, we can relate. It's like when our favorite character gets killed in a movie that we love. Oh, yeah. Or, like, when no, totally. I'm on the bus to work and I'm reading Runaways and no <sighs> one thought to warn me about what <sighs> happens in the first run, Mike. And then I'm, like, sobbing openly on this <laughs> bus on my way to teach. Yeah, that was... That was an experience. I mean, it was a San Francisco Muni bus. People see them, people crying all the time on those. Hey, if you <laughs> don't cry on public transit in the Bay Area, are you even from there? Do you even live in a capitalist <laughs> society if you've never <laughs> cried openly on the bus? If you don't accidentally slap your friend in the chest so hard that the bus driver stops <laughs> the bus and asks if they're okay in Muni <laughs> in San Francisco, are you really in a resident? <laughs> That is a level of vigilance that I have never again seen from a bus driver. <laughs> and I've seen someone take a shit at the back of a bus. <laughs> so this morning I had a somewhat similar experience, Mailing, uh, because I am reading um, A Deadly Education. And though it's going slower oh than I would like, because I'm also like listening to some audiobooks that uh uh, my roommate gave me um i'm enjoying every goddamn page of it and i got to page 95 where for the first time it appears that someone does something altruistically kind to the narrator uh for no calculatable reason and like i'm I'm starting to like choke up and tear up because I'm like, oh, this means something. And then a few pages yeah. later, she's like, and not pages, a few paragraphs later, she's like, and then I almost cried. And I'm like, I feel you, sister. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I went back and reread that page and I was like, oh, I can see why this would get Jairus because it's like, no, oh, no, this is I, I made this happen. This was intentional. I did things for other people. I made myself useful to them so that they mm -hmm. would want to be here for and with me now. But they're just being openly kind and helpful and supportive. And they're like, I got to hold this together. It's I, both I is true. It is a highly tactical situation in which she is reaping the rewards of very calculated moves, but she also is not immune to the emotions of the moment and feeling like mm -hmm. she has people. Oh my God. It got me so hard. So, so should I just, buckle do you guys up, just buttercup. Wanna, do y'all just want to talk about this series for a second? I can take my no, headphones off. We I am not because ready. There, there's some <laughs> things that Rowan and I need to talk about because we have read the entire series mm, that mm -hmm. would completely ruin it for Jairus. Yeah. But yeah. all I gotta say is buckle up, Buttercup, because you are uh -huh. about, you are like <laughs> embroiled in two series, which has one of the most amazing moments. So Stormlight Archives has one of mm -hmm. the most amazing moments that you're gonna know when you get there mm -hmm. why Mike and I were like, this is the best thing mm -hmm. ever. Um, and then in Deadly it. Education, book three, like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. it was so good. So yeah. good. Because what I love the most about the Deadly Education narrator, she's so, she's so abrasive because that's how the world has made her. Oh, sure. But yet how she's able to bring people together and and do the final 
everything situation oh sure is is absolutely stunning and amazing and also book three is very gay oh good good yeah i am Um, really looking forward to it i have to say i read a lot of naomi novik um more than i intended to but she keeps writing stuff that like i read the back and i'm like well this is fantastic of course i want to read this the characterization in the first 95 pages is so much more enjoyable than the characterizations in uprooted that i'm like i am so invested in her right now Mm -hmm. i really feel this character and it feels so similar in some ways except for like this person's really on top of it. My character was a slacker to our misfits and magic run. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really felt that like, Oh God, this is what it's <laughs> like. To be clear. We played kids on brooms. Misfits and magic is the property of oh, college shit. humor. <laughs> You're right. I was just telling someone previously, I was trying to describe Rowan's uh, run and I uh, was like, oh, you also watched Dimension 20? So I didn't know that character existed. Yeah. Anyway, um, Your character in the end fuck. was very different than Evan Clump. Extremely. And I am Evan not Clump. the dramatist that uh, uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan is. Um, speaking of, I am watching uh, Never After right now. And it is gripping, but also really, really scary. And it's yeah, I've... more upsetting than a crown of candy. And a crown of candy, candy I almost was pretty had to... fucking upsetting. I had to walk away for a few days on that one. It was Yeah, we we haven't watched it. We saw all the trigger warnings right at the beginning and kind of said maybe not. Well, especially like for me, a hard no is violence towards children. Yeah, some of the characters and... straight up kids, and those kids go into combat scenes. It's well, not great. But there's also the trigger warning. I don't know. We haven't seen it. The trigger warning for the first episode was like off-screen child death, implied child death, child death, mm-hmm. child death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we were like, no, thank you. And I appreciated that they did that. Yeah. I really, really did appreciate that they did that. So yes, um, you can make an informed choice. Yeah. to engage yeah. with it or not yeah uh i i don't know i mean this is definitely going to be a spoiler uh rowan are you going to watch this uh never after yeah i know nothing about it and you've said that it's scary and scary it's, is my least favorite flavor scary. so <laughs> so we're in episode three first combat total party kill oh my god really for the first time in Dimension 20, total party kill. Now, it's very obviously done to forward some sort of story, but it's also the cliffhanger. So we have no idea what that story is. I have to wait until next week. And, like, it wasn't a pleasant scene in a lot of ways. Uh, and they're, like, just episode two, they started getting into stuff where I'm like wow, this is getting a little close to my own trauma. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep listening, but they went around it. Um, It's, I'm enjoying it, but like, it's not delicious in the way like the um, space one was, Starstruck Odyssey was. Yeah, that's, I feel like that is both Brennan's boon and curse 
he takes uh, faithfulness to genre very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is he's... part of why Crown of Candy was my least favorite, because I don't like George R. R. Martin. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. very much Game of Thrones, with which it made me sort of so disappointed because it's good. Like, I, I haven't watched it. I assume it's good, but it's that's the it's one that they good. did with the McElroys. And I want to see more of no. Brennan no. DMing for the McElroys. No. Oh, Crown of Candy isn't? In fact, uh, um, Tiny Heist is what they did with the McElroys, oh, and Tiny Heist uh... is a goddamn delight. Yeah, like okay. the only problem I had with Tiny Heist is that the ending combat is a heist at six second turns at a time, and oh, that God. was very difficult for my anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, um, I no, did enjoy I... it, but I it took me multiple days to get through a single episode. I'm sorry, yeah. Mailing, go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I'm actually really glad that you have been watching it and you kind of shared your views on it because I had asked Mike, I was like, you should check it with Jairus to see if they're watching um, Never After to kind of get a sense because you kind of give us a good sense mm, of like it's, what it could be like. The, and so they have both like, atmospheric fear and also jump at jump out at you scares which you don't normally get in a uh, tabletop game and uh uh, it's it's uh i think like i like horror and i've slowly started to be able to watch some horror by myself without needing a buddy um and like that's all thanks to my church did like movie nights and so no one was here when we would watch scary things but there were people typing with me so mm. I've slowly opened my ability to watch horror by myself. And this isn't so scary because it's like mediated through a table. You're not seeing it all. But some of Brennan's descriptions are like, I'm so glad they didn't freaking animate that. Please stop describing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in the trailer, some of the descriptions, we were just like, oh, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to. Mm-mm. No big, but, big old body horror. No, 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 yeah. If that was my draw. Do you, <laughs> do, do you have anything else to add about Never After before I switch over to something that's kooky and spooky? Oh yes, please do. I think the only thing I'm going to say is, um, oh God, don't uh, Lou uh, Wilson. Hang on, yeah. I'm taking notes. Oh, uh, God, don't. Uh, Lou Wilson. Continue. <laughs> okay. uh, Lou Wilson came up with the funniest Pinocchio joke I've ever fucking heard. He he plays Pinocchio, and they're about to go into a forest, and he says, okay, I mean, if we want to do this, that's fine. I And I know the forest looks very inviting right now, but I got to tell you, sometimes you get into something, and then 10 minutes later, it's the most horrifying goddamn thing you've ever... And I just start cracking up, because that's the donkey scene. And he's not yeah. saying it. But the way he's describing it is like, yeah, that would be horrifying. I, I laugh so hard. And just seeing everyone at the table slowly get to what he was referring to is... <laughs> nice. mm, Mm, it's awesome. so good. That's all I, I have um, to say. Uh, he's Lou has currently set the uh, internet on fire uh, because he was on the latest Adventuring Academy, and they have a, a thing in Adventuring Academy where uh, contested uh, role. Yeah, where they talk, they <laughs> they debate something, and Lou's opening 
uh, statement was you don't need more than one set of dice. Yeah, I agree. You don't. You want them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also, don't need one more than one set of dice per character at a time. Perhaps. You don't need more than one set of dice per game engine. That, that's what I'll say. Yeah, but he meant period. You yeah, need which, one uh, that, set of dice. It makes for me sad. Everything. You and he's wrong because you you will eventually lose dice to mm. physics <laughs> uh, and yeah. forgetfulness. I, I will some... point out at this point that not everyone in the universe has the same flavor of ADHD that we all have. <laughs> okay, sure. Clickety, clackety, like... get in my sackety. <laughs> yes, we are. Unfortunately, we are a podcast. Fortunately and unfortunately, we're all we're all dice goblins here. We are. We just are. Um, we got a big old no. sack full of dice. Yeah. As mm-hmm. as I'm somebody to learn how to make my own. Yes, get resin Ooh. molds. Make your own pretties. Um, but yeah, as someone who at at least three different stages of his life has had three individual different dice bags, he has left random places at other people's houses and then never gotten back. <laughs> you will always need more than one set of dice. I don't know if I'm being called out at this moment because I, I can't remember if I've stolen any of Rowan's dice. You have not. If you play anywhere that also has a cat, you need more than one set of dice. A cat <laughs> or so a couch <laughs> or yeah. cabinetry that stands higher than floor level. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's 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 also just kind of one of those things, like, I don't know how you all are, but, like, there are times where sometimes I base my character off the dice that Hell I found, yeah. you know, Hell where, yeah. like... Like, if I go to a convention and I see a beautiful set of dice, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to choose this. And then it's like an opportunity comes to use it. I'm like, I I want it to, like, match the dice, you know? If it's, like, fiery, maybe play a tiefling or, like, do that. So, yeah. 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 I've tried to find dice for a character before. Like, I've had a character concept and I'm like, oh, I'll find a set of dice for them that I really like. Uh, and, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't work. I like, I, I, I have an idea in my head of what the character's colors are and those dice never exist for whatever reason. Yep. The, Maybe the only, I'm cursed. The, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what's his face from my hero academia? Mike um, just needs custom 3d printed dice for every character. It's fine. Right? Or well, I need my wife to make me resin dice for every character. Obviously. The, <laughs> the only the only army or the only situation where I've truly had themed dice is for my Tyranid army where I painted them ultramarine blue with mithril silver highlights and I had dice that were ultramarine blue with silver pips and like Uh, it yeah. was so satisfying for my Hormigot squad because each of them rolled like three dice because I souped them up. And it was just like, mm-hmm. and I had like 30 of them or something. Speaking of Warhammer 40,000, did you guys hear that Henry Cavill might be making a show and it's going to be great and awesome? And if my Where babies are that? not in it, 
on the internet, obviously. Okay. I had not heard that, but I, I it that would be a cool direction fate. for him to go, considering that he's not coming back to The Witcher and he's not going to be in whatever new Superman. He's not going to be in Superman. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm pretty sure it's fake because I love, don't get me wrong, I love Warhammer. I think a lot of people do love Warhammer, but the people who do love Warhammer, I don't think necessarily are going to want a tv show about it because the math is what makes it so much fun you know (laughs) and like you're not gonna get it from the tv show like how am i going to be able to argue about ballistic skill versus weapon skill i mean like it's just be there and ultimately, you know that anything that gets Game Workshop stamp of approval is just going to be Space Marines propaganda it's anyway. Fucking fascist. I have to back up Mei Ling. Hollywood mm-hmm. Reporter says that that is the rumor that Cavill is working on this show. I hey, only saw um, that. So I didn't mean that to come across as like, where did you hear that? Just like I was like, oh, I oh. hadn't heard it and I think it's cool. It's not a rumor. Amazon Amazon said they're in the final talks to get the rights from Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Honestly, I like that as a good. move from Cavill because it's like, fine, you won't pay me to do your shit. I'm going to do my own shit with Blackjack yeah. and hookers and so many fucking dice. And so many well, fans. What's going to be what's going to be hilarious? What's going to be absolutely fucking hilarious okay so story time (laughs) when mike and i were first dating uh we we would visit each other and mike got me into warhammer mostly for the nids and so i would go into the store um at my parents place and i had my army and every time i came in as a girl um, you're like the only girl ever in the store. And so I would constantly be told, like, who are you here to pick up? And then I'd be like, I'm here to play. And I, like, you know, slam my, like, army box down. And anyways, the was, amount of hot. women who were going to start flocking to games workshops because after this series because because of Henry Henry Cavill's Cavill are going to be... It's going to be incredible. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And um, it's also going to be really interesting to see people be like, there's a lot more math in this game than there was like (laughs) in the show. And like, how do we get the story from the show in this little skirmish at which point they go to the back and they pull out the old worn copy of warhammer fantasy role-playing game and they put that (laughs) on the table and they're like there's about two-thirds as much math here one of my favorite thing live play shows do is when things are shown to happen on screen and then they show you the dice and the math on the lower part of the screen, it isn't very popular, but some places on YouTube have been doing it and I really like it. Yeah. Well, and I think it, it is educational and I do have to say though, like the codexes for Warhammer are extremely lore heavy and super duper fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah. Like the Warhammer lore is super cool. It's just, it's so cool. I'm going to get yelled at, by the internet for this but uh y'all 
The Imperium is so boring. It really it's is. So the Imperium bo- it's is boring so boring. Because evil is boring, and I don't know why I have to keep explaining this to people, but the Imperium are objectively not good. Yes. They are correct. not yeah. good. And the level They're of colonists. people who are like heroic they're also fascists they're like human purity fascists yeah i hate them you want to know something funny their genes are not that pure no because there's been a lot of cross contamination because Mm -hmm. my gene stealers baby have been all (laughs) up in your genes sorry anyways I fucking love Tyranids, um, guys. Some of Man, I hate those goddamn gene stealers. They come into your dorm room and you don't have any pants to wear the next week. One oh, of they, my don't, least... they don't need access to that. They can just lick you. They oh, lick you true. and your pants come off. That's terrible. That, yeah. No, it's no, quite no, no, great. It works on me. That's terrible. <laughs> 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 One of my least favorite internet dives is when I have any question about Warhammer 40k lore and I go looking to answer that question and it's just me every few moments mummering you gotta be fucking kidding me or (laughs) what the hell because the whole thing started as a parody of super grimdark stuff and it kind of still has that energy but it's kind of also mostly like the trope namer now on grimdark stuff yeah well it's it's also like again i love the game but there's a reason why i haven't sought out warhammer gaming groups because like a lot of the people who play it take it far too seriously you know they don't recognize that it is a parody of that and that it's absolutely ridiculous and some of the things that that um happen in it and like it's also like i'm not gonna lie i just i love how there's a different army type for each person and no matter what your type of strategy play what type of strategy you like playing with, you can find an army and you can find a method that works. What's really effing annoying is when you have a method that you like, a horny army for life, um, then you have people who are like, oh, that's not a really effective method. Hey, uh, to sorry, to listeners who like, might not know what 440,000 is, Hormy stands sorry. for Hormigaunt. Uh, sorry, and it does not being horny for bugs. No. I mean, no, but like... Did you say then, I mean? <laughs> um, so when you have a particular method and then, you know, it doesn't work, instead of being like, oh, have you considered this? It's like, well, obviously it wasn't going to work because, like, you really need to do X, Y, Z. And it's just... That's that's a part of every... Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunately a part of every video game adjacent hobby is people who believe that meta is the only right way to play the game Mm -hmm. and anyone who doesn't do meta is somehow intellectually inferior hey hey jerris hey 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 hey, jerris hey jerris there's only one tank you have to stay with your team (laughs) i know that you want to do different new strategies but there's only one tank 
<laughs> I have been practicing communicating more, and <laughs> I have been in more teams in which people are doing double tank, double damage, one healer, and it's been working fine. But I have also... Oh, you're playing... Got it. I've been in games where we fucking lose because people are doing the meta and it's not adaptable and the other team's taking advantage of it and I'm like, you just gotta split the party in for one second. In case our listeners are confused anyway, thinking that sorry. they're talking about Imperial Guard with their no, tank, no, 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 no. they're actually talking about Overwatch, yeah, right? And we don't, yeah, we okay. don't have and to I, go and, into and, this and getting again. This argument, when we got into this argument last time, I didn't realize that you were playing the one where there is no roles, so there it could be more than one tank. It is true. I go back and forth in which uh, I don't play competitive ever because I don't need that kind of stress in my life. And I know I'm good. I don't need a machine to tell me I'm good. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes the validation is nice. Mailing, did you want to say more stuff about 40K before we... That was just a complete tangent. You know me. I will talk about my Tyranids whenever I get a chance. And okay. um, yeah, I'm now just trying to figure out how I'm going to make a uh, Tyranid-inspired uh, premiere outfit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it'll have to happen. Okay. But enough about name brand Zerg. Let's talk about Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> da 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 no, I haven't watched all of it. I think I'm in we have episode five. Okay, I, yeah. yeah, that's probably roundabout where I am. As I well. think oh, good. We good. just finished the dance. Yeah, that's, that's also holy shit. We're all on the Are same place. Are we all place. the same plot? Oh we're my all god! The same yeah. That's oh my amazing. God. All right, we well, didn't even spoiler plan button, this. Then. I'm, I'm gonna hit where did it go? I'm gonna hit that spoiler button. There it is. Cool. Um. So I'm once... fucking enjoying this show. I am now. I have to admit, the first episode, I was like, mm, we'll see. It was a little too, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I felt. But now I'm, like, actually invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. And Jenny Ortega is a right? flipping fantastic Wednesday. Yeah, she's oh amazing. Oh my god, like, she so is her mannerisms and just everything is so great and like her micro expressions where you can like see what wednesday is feeling is it's and the writing for her character just in terms of like the dialogue the sassy comebacks that you know wednesday adams has to have are is fantastic it's a really good uh um evolution of the character that was portrayed in the 90s movies where you could very easily see that this is that girl grown up a bit yeah um the other thing i really like is um i didn't think i would enjoy the magical school conceit um normally the fun thing about the adams family is seeing them juxtaposed uh with quote-unquote normal people However, yeah. now that we're in this story, the message that's coming across is that the atoms are not monsters. They're just too goth for real monsters. <laughs> yep. And I really 100%. like that. <laughs> we're like, even monsters are like, you guys are weird. And I'm like, I love this. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, and first when they're like, oh, and those are the stoners, I was like, cool. It's a private high school. Of course, yeah, course there are stoners. And then yeah. three and episodes later, yeah. I was like, oh my god, they're stoners. <laughs> they're, they're all fucking uh, gorgons. Yeah. I mean, I, I figured it out when the one snake slithered out of the dude's beanie, yeah. and I was like, oh, wait I missed that. Oh. Yeah, that was, it yeah. was like a f- like a two seconds in like the first mm-hmm. episode yeah. that you just barely I, see. I'm kind of glad that happened uh, because up until like recently, I've had a hard time telling the attractive young men apart because they all look kind uh. of similar mm. yes mm. yeah it's uh. it was kind of like a lead female in star wars situation like between ray and jen jen urso oh they just like yeah. very similar similar face uh, brownish hair Brown, brownish British, hair very yeah. fit yeah British. yeah um doesn't Skinny. smile mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but yeah no like <laughs> I actually turned to Mike like on the second episode. I was like, "Is this going to be a reverse harem anime?" I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, not they, they took, wrong. They they took the the uh, YA fiction trope of the heroine has you know two guys that were uh, madly in love with her. It was like, mm. but what if we took that? even further <laughs> what if we went even further beyond I, <laughs> I do not in any way want to sexualize Wednesday's character the gods know the internet does that enough for me uh-huh. um, yeah. but I am really enjoying Wednesday as a pro kinky in a sadistic way completely asexual person because I've met mm-hmm. those people. It is a very, they don't act like Wednesday, but this is a incredible depiction of what someone who is like, yeah, I love hurting people. Touch my body? Fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like, I love how the first time she smiles is when the blood rains down and she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, now it's a party. <laughs> Te- technically speaking, I think the first time she almost smiles is in that first therapist session where she thinks about sending the uh, mouse mm-hmm. trap to the person who uh, <laughs> yes. shat on her novel work. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah, love... she's all like, oh, yes, blood. Perfect. Wonderful. Oh, it's just paint. Did anyone uh, notice that her therapist is um, uh, Oates, I think, from Garfunkel yeah, and Oates? Garfunkel and yeah. Oates, yeah. yeah. Freaking, oh my she gosh. is so good in that role. She's so good. But like MVP though is Gwendolyn Christie, who oh my God. we've oh, seen her yes. play oh, Lucifer, yes. and she is more terrifying as this principal. Then like she was every time Lucifer. she smiles, I'm like, someone's going to die. She, she has a smile time. in this show that reminds me of the smile the Grinch does when he gets like fractal dimples. That's yeah. what her smile is like. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it's definitely so that's kind of what hooked me into the show. I will the the like side mysteries and the fact that everyone's hiding something and there's like mm-hmm. other things going on. And like I'm not I'm not super 
concerned about the monster in the woods. What I'm more concerned about is like, what's going on with this town? Like, what's the connection? And like, what's the deal with the normie teacher? And so we'll see. Yeah, the normie teacher who is absolutely 100% not a regular normal person. Not a norm. No. Yeah, she's not Um, a normie. uh, I... I mean, so we all know who the monster in the woods is. Like, none of us have read ahead, but I'm I'm pretty sure we're okay saying we're all have a pretty good idea who the monster in the woods is just by clues in the show, yeah. Or at least uh, what we think. I I don't know, and part of it is I'm trying to not um, think figure about it, it too out. Hard. Oh, okay. yeah, because well, I want to be surprised. Um, um, for for me, I I have. Three prime suspects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I oh. do love how the monster looks like Bat Boy. Yes. Yeah. I really yeah. love that the more we see of the monster, the less like a normal monster he is. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's just this big guy like... who has a face going like, oh no! I really looks... don't want to be here! He looks yeah. like Gollum if Gollum uh lifted weights yeah. yeah 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 if he wasn't a little hobbitses back in the day if if instead um, of eating fish he had a diet of 100 percent pure protein right. powder right if his precious <laughs> was sick games um, the precious the mu- needs us to go lift precious <laughs> the music in this show is just feeding my soul it is yeah. so great so good it's like this eight this edge of like eighties new wave and like goth industrial remixes of other songs and I'm just like mm, yes and give the, me more cello version of Paint It Black oh yeah is really good I People was like were talking I need about that the music. dance and yeah. I thought oh the music for the dance must be really cool and I watched the scene and I'm like oh it's not the music at all. It's not the music. No, it's just Jenny Ortega full sending it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The only unfortunate thing, and I feel like I should, we should talk about it. I don't know if you guys heard this, but um, COVID went through the set and Jenny Ortega was feeling sick that morning. They were filming the dance sequence and they went ahead and filmed with her anyway while waiting for her positive test to come back. Boo. Boo. She ended up having it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope she didn't get ne- anyone Netflix sick. is really, really bad. Yeah, that's true. Like, there are so many they ethical were, violations. They were the like center of the um, IASME. I think that's yeah. what it was called. That strike. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I I A T S E. I A T S E. Um, but. But yeah, no, I, that aside, um, I am enjoying it. I, I do like that we can binge it because all of our other shows are weekly right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how, I like how it's an Adams family, but they're keeping that sense of, kooky instead of overly spooky 
you know, they could have gone Sabrina Teenage Witch with it. Which was a very spooky show. Yeah, they they really could have done that. Um, Especially since she's at, like, a freaking magic school with, like, sirens and werewolves and, and (laughs) I guess witches see that's the only that's the other question i have they have the, the furs the scales the fangs. the fangs and then the stoners but there wasn't a category for like just witches? magic yeah you think the yeah. like others are magic. vampire no those are the fangs those i are think the fangs, there so. are witches but i i can't say for well, sure I mean, it's probably uh, hard to have witches in a town that famously is about pilgrims and burning witches when that was like the do the founder of the town's legacy was burning witches. Yeah. yeah. When considering what they were learning, I would expect that witches <clears throat> or wizards are not a unique being, but magic is a practice anyone can do, which is also something heavily hinted at in previous um um uh, uh, Adam's family movies. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of casual magic, um, yeah, in those. Well, I mean, they reanimated uh, a dead hand. So, oh, by yeah. the way, um, we do not thing... know what the backstory is there. <laughs> the thing, thing is, I am ninety nine percent sure. I'm pretty sure I saw this is a practical effect of a person actually doing hand puppeteering with, like, you know, doing not puppeteering, oh, yeah, doing hand acting. Um, that actor deserves several Oscars. Incredible. Uh, like, it's the way it should be. It's the way they did it on the old show. It's the way they did it in the old movies. Um, the thing in, in this version is more brutal looking. There's a lot more stitching, but also way cooler and more engaged effects. And thing yeah. has way more of a personality that we get to see. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that he is sassy. Like that scene where he... He's flipping through the magazine. Yes. Whatever. I was just like, so good. So good. Um, I posted in the chat a video of behind the scenes of the actor. Ooh. Oh, nice. Um, playing thing. Are but they yeah, no. MVP. No, uh, but I think. Their name is Victor Dorobantu. I do not know that person. No, but apparently they're a magician. Oh, Makes that sense. would make sense. A lot of hand magic. So, oh, wow. I didn't, I'm looking at the, the pictures now. Of, of course this is what they did, but it didn't occur to me at first. Um, they uh, built made... Uh, they, they built a... Yeah, they built a stump above the actual hand that he's puppeteering. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Oh, so it's not digitally cut off the way it was in the '90s movies. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Seem kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My only my only comment that I will add to all of this is that Wednesday the show does something that always upsets me in good media, which is they have a character with my name who is there (laughs) for a short time. Mm-hmm. And attempts and to kill a major character for a bullshit reason. Yeah. Why are you I'm always sorry. doing that, Rowan? Rowan, stop not. killing major characters. <laughs> I mean, so I didn't like it in Trigun. I don't really <laughs> enjoy it here. It is it is creepy. Whatever. Yeah, and it's always it's it's weird. It's always 
a male Rowan decides to kill an important major character and spoilers Wookie noise <laughs> dies almost immediately after trying yeah mm-hmm. so Rowan what this is this is the universe telling you don't try and kill a major character you can't get away with it I, I don't live in an anime Color. world though how am I going to know they're a major character they won't just have like... crazy hair <laughs> no, in just like in um, Wednesday, she doesn't have crazy hair, but her style sets her apart. So just don't yeah. hurt people whose style sets them apart, like uh, Vernon Supreme. Huh. Yeah. I don't. Who's that? Um, satirical that like... New York uh, politician. Okay. Um, his platform, oh that guy the the yeah. dude who yeah okay Rents I remember are too him. damn high that guy yeah. Yeah, okay. I was thinking of, like, the alternate universe version of Vernon Dursley, who was part of the Supremes at one point in his career. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's who I'm talking I, about. I, I want to you live in me. that world. <laughs> you get me. But the other show that we've been watching um, is Willow. Which is Hell so good. Yes. Have y'all I agree. People were saying, like... Um, uh, Warwick Davis's acting is a little wooden. Uh, a lot of these same expressions, and I'm like, you wouldn't say that about fucking Harrison Ford. It's yeah. the same technique. We listen. You either like the actor or you don't. And I happen to fucking love Warwick Davis, and he's <laughs> yeah, incredible amazing. in this. Yeah. the The only thing I'll say about Willow is that all of the adults need to remove the sticks from their asses because they are just mm-hmm. being really mean. Yeah, um, it's something weird about how both Willow and the Queen are yeah. acting that I don't yeah. quite understand. Are are y'all caught up so far because I need to um I need to I have talk. not seen the most recent one. Okay, okay never mind. Um, I have not seen any of it, but I also oh. don't mind spoilers. I can take my headphones off. What, no, 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 because Mike, Mike and I have already had this conversation. Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> so, sure. like, we don't, we don't need to have again. But I would say, next time we record, hopefully, y'all have we'll all have been fully caught up, and we should spend some fully time caught up. And um, <sighs> you will experience the pain that I am experiencing right now. Oh, so. good! What a Perhaps great promise. We no, like about... it's good pain. <laughs> No, it's good pain. It's like um, end of Deadly Education book one type of pain. Oh, okay. Oof. Oh, ah. Okay. Yeah, ooh, you understand ah, what I'm saying. Ooh, ah, ah. Ing, ang, wada, wada, big bang. <laughs> yeah. I was um, lucky that I only had to wait like a month and a half to get the next one. It's That series does not play around with its end of book cliffhangers. No. It, it punches like, hard. Like, dude. I mean, I didn't have to wait around very long for the second book, but then, like, the second book, I was like, <laughs> Rowan, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> he sounded um, like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger for a second. <laughs> 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 
Okay, well, we're, so we're at a we're 10 to an hour. Jairus has to get yeah. to their date very soon. So let's it's jump true. into what we've been doing this week. Uh, I will start uh, because I'm doing it right now. Uh, like many people all over the internet, uh, I have fallen in love with the online card game Marvel Snap, uh, which oh. is by some of the creators of Hearthstone uh, and is uh, a Marvel licensed card game. It's very interesting and very different from uh, the from a lot of the other similar type of games out there. Unlike, you know, like your Magic the Gatherings, it w it only takes about two minutes to play a game. Um, and it's got a lot of similarities to every game that's existed in the world of uh, in the world since Magic the Gathering of like, you know, cards cost a certain amount and they have a certain amount of power uh, that determines how effective they are. Um, but the interesting thing about it is that there's three different locations that you can play cards at, and um, they affect the game in different ways, and you get uh, random locations every time. So the right now in the game that I'm playing while we're talking, uh, Strange Academy and The Vault have been revealed. Strange Academy Ooh. on turn five moves all the cards that are on that location to other random locations, and The Vault, you can't play any cards there on turn six. So you have six turns. You get one. You get an extra energy each turn. So you start with one energy, then you get two energy, then you get three energy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and uh, motherfucker, sorry, the uh, lamentous one just came up. You draw three cards and they destroy both decks. You don't get any more cards after that. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, uh, it's my least favorite, but that's okay uh, because in doing so, it took. It, it, I have death as a card who costs nine which is impossible to play but she costs one less for every card that's destroyed in the game so since both our decks just got destroyed she's now free yeah <laughs> okay okay yeah. it's really fun it's short it's easy to play it's got really deep um, mechanics to it that you can play with and it's nice because it's a new game we were talking earlier about you know how the meta has solidified for a lot of games like overwatch and such and mm -hmm. 40k um, there really isn't a determined meta yet. Um, there, I'm sure there will be, and there'll come a time where it'll be, you know, oh, you have to play these cards, or you're not, you know, you're not doing it right. But right now, that hasn't been the case, and I am enjoying that. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Uh, who would like to go next? I think Jairus should go next because they have a standing appointment. <laughs> I am Jairus and the thing I have been doing. So what I'm date are you going on that you're going to be standing? Um, <laughs> no, we'll be, uh, um, for the first time in my life, I've put color on my nails. Wow. Um, that's pretty. That's really good. Thank you. Um, I of like course, that my color two, choice. Yes. When, as soon as my sister showed to me, I'm like, oh my God, those look like pieces of jade. Of course I want that on my body. Um, and I think she knew what I wanted by showing it to me. They are these little um, plastic gel things that she cut onto my nails. And then we cured them using a UV light for like 30 seconds or so for each. Oh, cool. And they last a bit longer. They do chip, but not within like the first two weeks or so. Nice. Okay. Um, and they're giving me a lot of body euphoria because I didn't realize... Part of why I bite my nails is that I have some, like, body judgment disgust for them. Mm. And I'm trying to make them better, more perfect. And now that they're, like, different, I I feel like it's good to touch them. It feels soothing. Um, I'm never biting my nails because there's something 
Like I obviously instantly taste something's up. Um, but uh, they get to grow a little bit longer and they're, it feels like wearing armor and I kind of like it. I try and, mm-hmm. and I was going to say, I a hundred percent agree. I think it's, it's such a fun experience to uh, get to paint your nails that it makes me very happy. It, it is. And thank you for uh, doing it. Cause you have inspired me. It's something Yay! I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, and yeah, um, the other thing I've been doing is I finished the first two volumes of the Wandering In series, uh, as an audiobook. It is a, um, isekai, um, but written by an American and yet uses so many Japanese isekai tropes. It's very difficult to believe that this person is not like Rowan, a Mondo weeb. <laughs> Fair description. The weebs are always hiding among us. You could never tell when they might strike next. I'm loud well, and proud. I will always know, declare the name of my attack before exactly. I strike. They're going <laughs> to shout before they do it. Um, so this is a world that, like D&D, has levels and classes. But like... Um, you know, more of a narrative-based game, those things are descriptive of what you're doing and you only level up by doing them, much mm-hmm. like Morrowind. Um, the characters from our world, there's more than one, um, but the main characters from our world is very perturbed by this because they have skills that are not outlined by the skill system. And so other people cannot use their... A skill to like read another person and tell what they're good at because they haven't gotten skills yet and they're very good at this one thing they can do um and it in that way much of the uh book is talking about how someone understands human agency and how they deal with human agency in a world where that's very different and also, it is an extremely um, deconstructivist, critical look at the violence in fantasy worlds and the way in which the modern world gets us to think that violence is over and people don't do that anymore. Because they have a hard culture shock when they realize that it's a might-makes-right world. People are very respectful to those of high levels because they could kill anyone they want. Um, and there are monsters around who could kill you. You, you can't go out there by yourself. Um, but the characters who are not, um, as privileged from our worlds are very used to this situation. And though, and the situations they describe are not historically inaccurate at all. It's like, yeah, this is stuff people did to each other all the time. You don't need monsters and adventuring to understand this. The book takes trauma extremely seriously. You can both level up from a battle and also characters deal from being traumatized by battles. It's very cool. Um, It'll break your heart. Uh, There's a lot of... (laughs) seeing characters you love get hurt. Um, but the writing is very good. And those things are, those story turns are very worthwhile. I highly recommend the wandering in. I, it blew me away with how long it was. Like this was a 42 hour audio book, 43 oh, wow. hour audio book. And I really, 
enjoyed it and got through it. And part of the reason why I tried it is, is I wanted to see if I could do the next uh, way, the next um, Stormlight Archive. Uh, Stormlight Archive that way. And I have found I do not want to do that. Uh, <laughs> there is too much that you lose from not being able to see the words. I, for instance, am struggling with all the characters' names because I don't know how to spell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, <laughs> the voice actress who reads the book is fucking incredible. The sheer variety, the sound effects, uh, the things she does with her voice. Uh, even when the insect characters talk, she puts a osa like click. I probably mispronounced that close click uh, in her voice. That's really good and very well done. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend it. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I finished the third book in the um, Scalamance series Hell that yeah. we were speaking of earlier. And it is snorkin' fantastic. Yes. Um, that along with Oathbreaker is probably one of the most amazing character moments and most fulfilling like most fulfilling in that it's a big conflict and the way that they handle the conflict is just so good you know and it's so satisfying and it's just incredible so it allowed me to forgive Naomi Novik for having such um, amazing cliffhangers at the end of each of these books because <laughs> I'm really glad I haven't started this series until all the books are out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um... like before, then you'd reach the cliffhanger and like the bottom would fall out of your butt, and you'd be like, yeah. "I have to live <laughs> like this for yeah. the next who knows how long." Honestly, like, Roan and I, after I finished uh, the second book, we had a discussion on Discord, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> I can't live like this. <laughs> um, so it's it's very good. Very good. And what I like about it, too, is that the series ends, but there's still a potential for more, but it's like, I don't. I'm not going to be upset if there's not more, like if she moves on to another world, another series, because it had such a good conclusion for these characters. Um, And I'm satisfied, you know, Uh, and that's very rare in a series where like, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm done with these people. Yay. They Um, they got, they, they reached, a happy ending Mm -hmm. and i and i want them to live in that moment in that happy mind now yes because i'm like with the way things are going (laughs) like the Mm. more story we get the more chance of everything going horribly horribly wrong considering Um, the environment yeah i'm not surprised yeah yeah. deadly education mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't. (laughs) Did any of y'all check out Homestuck back in the day? No. Okay, so Homestuck ended, and years went by, 
and eventually people it got to be a bit too much of people heckling uh what is his name the guy who made homestuck john uh, homestuck not quite no 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 it was dave homestuck oh right i get those two confused <laughs> jimothy homestuck uh so oh no jimothy <laughs> uh a little bit too much for like continue the story i want to see what happens next more with these characters it was like okay i'll write more with these characters oh, and then no. he produced a 1.5 novelization continuation whose basic thesis was sometimes you leave characters at a happy ending and you're desperate to see what happens next. But it turns out that your very attention ends up having a malefic effect on your uh-huh. futures. Their <laughs> whole guy. world, their relationships, everything falls apart because you demanded to know oh, what happens next. God. That guy learned from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and <laughs> yep. promised to not make the same mistake. Yeah, so that was that was rough. But then Homestuck Two started. I haven't read any of that. I um, I got I got a little too upset reading that middle part. Um, uh, was there a point to me bringing this up? Leaving things at a good point is a good strategy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Mainly. Very satisfying. But yep, that was me. Um. Thank you, Rowan, for introducing me to this series, and it was a wild ride. (laughs) Thank you, Rowan, for introducing me to this series, and also, Rowan, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt after book two. I'm so grateful I got to experience this story, and fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you! (laughs) I suffered for this joy! How dare you! And also, thank you. Someone posted a thing on Facebook being like, um, Domino's now serving um, flatbread pizza made on fruitcake. And I was like, and I just posted the gif of Laszlo saying, why don't you go fuck off? (laughs) (laughs) Go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have way too much stuff. I won't be done by ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well. Pick minutes. one thing, Rowan. I know you can do it. We've I will not. So I've often. been watching Mob Psycho. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Spy X Family. Hell uh, yeah! I I finished my rewatch of both Fate Zero and Fate Apocrypha, and I gotta tell you, folks, if you're watching a sub, the quality of the sub really influences your ability to enjoy content. Yes. Even content that you've seen before. Because it's As like a Dom, I often think that. I'm not a Dom. That was just a good joke. It was a good joke, but no one here believes you're a Dom. No, Mike. no, not in the slightest. <laughs> My favorite I mean, part of Mike Dom was when he Zula said voice. it's Dom and Tom and Dom's all over those guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, so I've been watching <laughs> oh, no, all that. Rowan. All right, Rowan, watching... since, you can't, since you can't make a decision on this one, rank them quickly. Also rank Destiny. Them. I've been playing Destiny. Rank it all. Um, uh, um, uh, <laughs> rank is for scrubs and people who hate themselves. There. Okay. No, seriously, it's a loser's game. If you like misery, play ranked. Okay. 
In other news in Destiny, they, they added a they added a ladder thing. That, so they were like, we're going to have you do seven test matches to figure out where you fit in the rankings at the beginning of the season. And oh, I did that. And then I came in at silver one and I was like, oh, okay. And then after losing a few mass matches I, and dropping to silver two, I was like, oh, so I tested into the top of the bottom half of the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm losing constantly because none of my teammates do tactics. Right? Yeah. Everyone's just like, hey, let's drip free the enemy team forever. <laughs> I have to agree. Ranked is for people who aren't me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just get too sweaty about it. And yeah. other people are like, do do do. I'm getting I, gear either way. I don't get sweaty about it. And that's the problem. People get very upset over your perceived yeah. level of tryhardness or not tryhardness yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Anything exactly. else, Rowan? Uh, those are the main things. Then let us wrap. All right. Well, folks. This is a story all about how my life got turned upside down. And I, anyway. <laughs> I was like, if you want to find out just how white we are. Have you ever heard four white people try to have rhythm? You have over that. a Zoom call. Um, Mei Ling's not completely white. She's got to have talent, right? Yeah. Not, not it. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> it, it is true. Asian people not really known for their rapping. I don't know. We we do hip hop dancing. That's true. That's true. and there's there is a fair amount of very competent Japanese rapping that I have heard. I yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh they apparently most of the South Korean boy bands have rapping in them, so you know rap segments in their in their K pop yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're the Ace of Geeks. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook at the Ace of Geeks. You can find us on Twitter at Ace of Geeks. Uh, and uh, we've got two other podcasts that we think you'll enjoy. Uh, Jaris, what's Yavin Radio? Yavin Radio is a improv-based podcast in the style of talk radio set in the Star Wars universe in which two rebels stuck on Yavin base after the Battle of Endor um, amuse themselves by recording any person who happens to wander past their recording studio <coughs> closet. Yep. And uh, we also have Edge of Reality. Mainly, what's Edge of Reality? Edge of Reality is our actual play uh, podcast where we each take turns DMing. Uh, we started off with the indomitable Rowan DMing us on kids on brooms. And then I took over with candle keep um, where again, we're playing teenagers who get into scrapes. Hmm, I'm sensing a theme. So uh, yeah, check it out. And it's a lot of fun. And eventually that candle keep season will go live, but we just have to like actually finish the edit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so uh, we would love to hear back <clears throat> from you folks who listen to this show because we love you all. Uh, so if you do listen to this show, uh, please give us an email and let us know that you listen to the show and that you love us or that you listen to the show and that you hate listen to us for some reason. Uh, Jairus, if they want to email us, how do they do that? A-C-E-O-F-G-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. 
my name is Mike Fatem. I have been one of your hosts for the, for today, and you can find me on Twitter at Vengeance God, on TikTok at Vengeance God Two, and on Instagram at Broken Infinity Films. Because even though they banned me on Facebook, it didn't count towards Instagram. Thank God. Uh, and uh, uh, mailing go. Uh, hi, oh Mary. wait, no, sorry. Please check out the League of Swords. Uh, I forgot other things that I'm supposed to talk about, and I completely forgot. Uh, so there's the uh, you can see me every Sunday morning on Twitch.tv/slash uh, Lost Caravan RPG playing Lancer. Um, it's at 7 a.m. every Sunday morning, and uh, please check out the League of Swords. It is we just had our very first show, and it went really, really well, and I'm extremely happy about it. Uh, so uh, thank you very much. Okay. Go ahead. I hear the music hey, for sorry. that show was really good. The music for that show was really good. And man, I would love to live in a world where the, the guy who did the music for that show gave himself the credit he deserved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> it was me. I did it. Yeah. 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 Uh, all yeah. right. Bailey, go. Hi, I'm Mailing. You can find me on TikTok at MLKitty1875. And uh, yeah, I like cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> Truly deep. Uh, yeah. You have to send it to somebody. What? You, you have, have to, to nominate to someone to go next. Oh, sorry, Jairus, go. Sorry, um, I'm, I'm working on a Photoshop. I apologize. Uh, I see. <laughs> Fantastic. My name is Jairus Markopoulos. Um, I, too, am one of your four hosts. And if you are interested in reading any of my thoughts on magic or um, spirituality, um, you can check those out at firstchurchofmorningstar.com. We have a blog. I recently went by that blog and realized that you have to click on each blog entry to figure out who it's by. Um, So if you see anything in the title um, about intersex people, intersexuals, or Enki, or the Agigi, that's my shit. Um, you can all, please click through them, though, because other people have written great stuff on there. Um, it's far more satanic than the stuff that I write. Um, <laughs> Rowan, go. Uh, hi, I'm Rowan. I have a bunch of beeps and boops on the internet that I've been making over the last three years to keep myself from going mad in the midst of this long quarantine period, which some of us are now exiting because we've decided that we are vaccinated enough to try going outside again. Uh... But yeah, lots of beeps and boops, fun little things. You can, uh, there should be a SoundCloud link in the description of this episode, which has, at this point, uh, my best picks from the last three years of stuff that I've made. It's been a bit of a dry year this year for me, but that's mostly because I was finishing my BA and starting a master's program in clinical mental health counseling. Which is awesome. So, yeah, there's not as much music from this year put in there, but uh, it's there, and you can listen to it. Hopefully enjoy it. Um, yeah, and that's that's my contribution to the social media space. Listen to music. It's good. Also watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, if it, if the, hey, if the spirit takes you, I also give you my express permission to be gay and do crimes, but... <laughs> For legal purposes, do not do crimes. Wink. Don't do it. <laughs> wink. But don't, though. But don't. But wink. But wink. But, but don't. don't wink. 
All right, uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. This has been a lot of fun. We will end this the way that we always do, which is... That's I forgot that we have an outro. Is that it? Yes. <laughs> oh, that Stop is rolling. <laughs> Alright, I'm just going to end the recording. We can add that in later. Cool. <laughs> that was an Ace of Geeks podcast. Hello and welcome. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.